When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bigfoot Collectors Club Listener Files Hello and welcome to Bigfoot Collectors Club Listener Files number two I'm your host Michael McMillan and with me always is your other host Bryce Johnson Hey Bryce Hey Welcome back to the clubhouse Thanks man It's been a while I know had a little accident there, but I'm all much better now, thanks. Well, that's good. I We posted uh, the picture of you uh, with my broken a couple weeks heel. back yes. with your heel. And, you know, we'll here at Bigfoot headquarters, we're going to make sure that you get all the love and tenderness oh, you need. Man, everybody's been so great. I appreciate all the well wishes. And, so uh, what happened for the listeners? You don't have to go on the whole thing. Oh, man. But, uh, Just trying to be a ninja, jumped over the back fence, and I landed on a rock or something, or I think it might have been a tree seed, which pierced the skin of my heel puncturing my heel bone and shattering it into a a bag of dust as the doctors like to say one doctor but uh so there's about like 15 extra bones floating around in my heel i think you need to get your money back from your sensei (laughs) i know terrible ninja training i know i know i really really did myself in but you were uh, just trying to garden in the backyard and have a nice afternoon yeah no i was chilling and one one dumb mistake and 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 you can be uh hold up in your bedroom for longer than you probably want to be (laughs) sounds like a good time to podcast yeah no i'm glad to be here read some new stuff no i have been you brought me um Graham Hancock's Supernatural. One of my all-time favorites. Dude, so good. You liking it? Have you gotten to the part where the school children see all the gnomes drive around in little cars? Yeah, it's wild. I mean, the stuff is so wild in there. And yeah, I have. That is like one of my favorites. Like, There's some British school children that are hanging out on a playground, and they all claim to have seen, and they all shared this account or yeah. witness this uh these little men drive up in little shriner cars and drive around yeah. but they were like little little gnome creatures right right yeah which makes you wonder i mean you know kids only know so much in their in their purview so maybe this is how they're interpreting what they saw i mean kids know about clowns and fairies and gnomes and stuff i mean Maybe that's just how their mind interpreted what they were seeing. I mean, who I know. knows? It's who very knows? strange. There's so many strange stories with different details and different weird stuff that's just like crazy. I've, I've been reading a book that's got some really good high strangeness in it called Monsters Among Us by Linda S. Godfrey. Yes. And part of the cool thing about this, doing the show, is like I'm actually getting back into reading this stuff. I mean, I've obviously been a fan for for a while, but it's been, up until this podcast, it's like I'd kind of taken a break from really reading a lot of these books, so I'm getting back into it but this one's cool this is like all up your alley because it's all about portals and shadow creatures and she's really into dog men (laughs) which i've never i've always kind of you know been a a salty word i'm a a bit of a snob i'm like i believe about i believe in bigfoot but uh, if you're talking about like a werewolf creature i'm like okay you've lost me i know we were on the car right over and and michael was like that's universal studios territory monsters we don't try and get in on that it's like so true But there's some cases in here where you're reading about it and 
and you're it's like, not the werewolf. It's, it's, it's not. It's, it's not a, the werewolf. It's, like it's more like a shadow a lone, creature, like or, a lone wolf shadow creature roaming the woods. Well, and she kicks around this idea that you brought up way back when we were talking about Skinwalker. That the a lot of these cases, um, there there are instances of strange creatures, strange lights, and and things possibly crossing over from other dimensions into our reality. Yeah, and that a lot of these things we see might come from somewhere else, another yeah. realm. And again, going back to the origin of this podcast, I've suddenly realized that I really am doing this show, I think, to kind of unpack that thing that I saw well, staring in my window two years yeah. ago. We're just trying to figure all this stuff out, you know. And and listen, um, what I love about Dogman or whatever you want to call it, Wolf Man, is it's uh, unlike Bigfoot, it seems very shamanistic, you know. And well, what, I mean, and what seem... I mean by that is like at Skinwalker Ranch, you know. The hunt for the skinwalker, they say it's an old native uh, shaman who has crossed over into the the dark or the underworld and has never been fully satiated. With, yeah, there's uh, a lot of this stuff. There. They think there's like dark magic maybe attached. But sure. But they're also I don't know. It's it's this stuff is just so weird. Yeah. I don't know, man. What do you think, special guest? Well, uh, yeah, special guest. We have with us today, we have a very uh, fan favorite has returned to answer yeah. some uh, listener mail with us. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Kevin Kirkpatrick here. Ooh. Yeah. Hi, Kevin. <laughs> I was waiting for my intro. Well, here it is. And also sitting in with us, we have Riley Bray, our sound engineer. And yep. I mean, basically producer at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. I've I mean, risen the ranks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've always been voice of reason. <laughs> yeah, voice of reason. Hold, hold on, guys. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, Kevin, how have you been? How's your life been since you were last on the show? How's it changed your life? Are people coming up to you now and and wanting to know more about uh, your paranormal experiences as a as a child in Texas encountering strange devil Jesuses? <laughs> yeah, it's been fun. I mean, I can't any, travel uh, or go to the store or anything. Any backlash from the religious right? <laughs> no, but <laughs> here's something. Okay. Let's so I just moved into a house that I think has some bad juju. <gasps> oh no. Really? And I asked you, Michael McMillan. Yeah. For Donalyn Champlin. Yes. And now I'm not gonna say anything bad about her. Did you text her? You, it, I'm not saying anything bad about her. I'm just saying you did terrible matchmaking. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> because Why? that's like bringing out the heavy guns first, isn't it? I mean <laughs> yeah. Because she she was so nice and she sent me her like do this 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 and like go to this part of the house and it was this really great detailed instruction uh-huh. but it was heavily Christian like oh yeah heavily, she's not like, Christian at all I mean it was all about making it was Catholic and making the cross sign and well all but and when I asked her about it she went pretty radio silent so I was like oh okay <laughs> well I'd say that a lot of these a lot of that ritual stuff um, it. I think it's just there's a lot of that stuff that just kind of works across the board. It doesn't have to be specifically Kevin, you should have called me. When I'm supposed to walk into a corner of the house and make that cross, and it's going to feel weird, and I don't want to do anything that feels weird because it feels fake. (laughs) Do you need me me to come over? My partner's Jewish. I would have just told you to burn some sage. (laughs) Kevin, do you need me to come over and do it? I have training in the Presbyterian Church. (laughs) I went... (laughs) Uh, I'll just have my minister come over. <laughs> yeah. Why don't I come? I'll come do it. I, I don't. No, I think it's great, but I, but I firmly, this is my whole thing, is I firmly believe in order to kill this juju, wait a minute. You have to do something authentic that's rather right. than. That's not. Something that's because if I go around first like of all, Kevin, asking that's Jesus not, and, and doing the cross sign, I, I, I sort you. of am, I'm sort of undecided as to whether 
the cross means anything to me yeah, in my adult life. You, so. you yeah. also have to remember that the cross existed long before, long before Jesus and the crucifixion. The, the iconography that we... And first of all, look, I think, I think here's the thing. Some of this stuff, no matter your belief, these things are taught because they're taught down through certain traditions. There might be... It's through the avenue of the iconography of the Christian church. If you're not comfortable with that, then there are other... The same work can come from uh, through a different line of method and technique. I just think that Donalyn's passing on what she learned, yeah. but she's a self-proclaimed Wiccan, and she kind of left. Yeah, the Catholic I was hoping Church. for some cool Wiccan stuff, but I a lot, it, like, but a lot of the Wiccan stuff. I got Pam from the Presbyterian yeah, Church. No, to no me blood to on do. the door. A lot of the, but a lot <laughs> of the Wiccan stuff comes from Western iconography. So a lot of that stuff is still connected to crosses and. Oh well, she didn't explain that. Well, it's not her job to. I mean, it? I'm I'm talking out my ass. I'm a stranger. Too, no, there's a lot I, of of uh, pagan. Yeah, iconography and and ritual that got absorbed by the church, right. and then gets re it goes back and forth. There's only know. so many symbols you got to work yeah. with. You got the circle, you the have mandala, just a few lines, Kevin. Triangle. You only have just... a couple lines to work with on a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just swap the cross for a pentagram. I love though that you moved in. Yeah, and you were like, actually, but I here's feel, I feel I should bring in Donald. But here, Chatwin, here's just why but here's the thing. So like, I've dabbled a little bit, and uh, here's a big reveal. I have dabbled in the past a little bit with like chaos. Chaos magic, mm-hmm. and part of the theory be- behind chaos magic is you can substitute whatever works for you for that. So if there is a symbol that is strong for you, Kevin, that you're like, I feel uncomfortable with using this iconography, you could take something like, you could go and make the your symbol, teddy bear. or yeah, you could use your teddy bear. You could use, um, like, you can replace the cross with the Superman shield mm-hmm. or the Batman logo if you Absolutely. want to. Absolutely. Why not? It's just putting forth an, in, an intention of right. something mm-hmm. that is traditionally perceived to be a protective symbol. It's a metaphor. And if that symbol is not protective for you, come up with a symbol, your own symbol that is holds a protective meaning. Mm-hmm. It's a gesture. And use that. It's a symbol. You know, it's a metaphor. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean anything, but it means a lot, you know, and it, and it can be personal to you. Um, yeah. You know, but yeah, that's very interesting stuff. Good luck with all that. Yeah, I'm sorry that ghost is coming after you. Wait, also, I what, wish they could see the look on Bryce's face. I feel like I just got like pushed off of a cliff by him. Good luck with that. And he looked at me like, Jeff, bye. I'm sure you're fine. I really do. But you know? uh, we're ignoring the big question in the room, which is what's going on in the house that's making you feel like there's bad stuff? Nothing spooky uh, well, yet. That's good. I'll keep you okay, posted. well then, why are you afraid? Just because everything keeps breaking. Okay, like we moved into a house that was supposed to be ready, and and it's all facade of readiness, and it's got plumbing and problems oh, and well, this problem and that. Problem. I think that maybe the bad juju is the result of the the guy who flipped the house. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> but I want to get rid of his stink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You may just need a good handyman, and in that case, I have a great guy. I, I have, I have a guy. Listen, we're, I will we're, we're also. Close. I just, I do want to. So you, I, I am volunteering. I will come over and do this stuff for you based Wait, on. Donald I have Lynn's. a little kit that someone gave me. Right. Like I, will, sage I will come. The, do what it. he means is we'll do an do episode it. at your house if you'll let. Us. I'll come <laughs> do it. I mean, I'll come do it. Yeah. I can do it. Yeah. I will do it for you. I'm not embarrassed to do any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I would like to see all that. Let's do it. Okay, great. This sounds like a very special episode right here. Well, you know what? We've been discussing uh, starting a Patreon for the show. Yeah, that was right. And uh, maybe, well, Patreon is um, 
a way that you can um, give a little money to the show? Because here's the truth. I mean, we, Wait, are you we asking do this me for money now. Kevin, can you we, we give will. me a little money for the show, please? <laughs> That's why we brought you here. Actually. Yeah. Well, listen, we do, we do this because co- we love it. This it's is not a lot, but pocket, it does cost you know? us money to put the show up a little bit. Uh, so we're looking at ways, creative ways, that we can get more listeners involved and start a Patreon. Is you can go. To, it's a website where you can give. Uh, donate money to uh, a project or a show. It's kind of yeah. like Kickstarter. It's kind of like a mm-hmm. crowd. What's, what's fun about that is... But it's, it's is... more of a like subscription service. So basically what we're discussing, and listeners, email us at BigfootCollectorsClub uh, at gmail.com and let us know what you guys would be into. Uh, but basically what we're thinking, and um, you know, we're just thinking about this right now. And we have been thinking about uh, We've been this. thinking about a lot of stuff. <laughs> Not a lot of actions happening, but... Starting up a little Patreon where you will get, um, for like a dollar a month or just a small amount, you'll get early access to the shows, and then we'll kick it up maybe for five bucks a month. You'll get um, all of our shows a day early, plus some bonus yeah. content. And I'm and cooking maybe... up a real good special episode that I think would be so unique, and that would be uh, probably maybe uh, privy to our Patreon yeah. customers only. Or, so or, we're basically yeah, thinking so. about putting something together that would cost maybe the uh, the cost of a cup of coffee. Sure. And obviously in a Patreon, you can kind of donate whatever you want. And but, if you don't uh, want to, you get to still listen yeah. anyway. Who and gives the show fuck? won't change. Yeah, and exactly. uh, we just like you a little less because you're not helping out. That's all. <laughs> That's it's not fine. true at all. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, we don't, we don't give a shit. That's it. Um, and for five grand, you get to make love I'll to come the Bigfoot. I'll they, <laughs> they have caught over the weekend. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. It's a man right. in a gorilla costume. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. All right, let's get to some of these emails. Mm-hmm. We've had you guys writing in, and we're super excited. We brought Kevin in today to help... Uh, because Kevin, you really were a fan favorite. I've heard a lot of positive response about your episode, Me too. episode five, oh, the Devil's you. Garage Sale. Uh, so we want your take on some of these uh, emails. So I'll start. This one is from Linda, and she says, "Hi, I'm a big fan of your podcast. I love anything that involves the great beyond and possibilities. Plus, it's very funny. Good, good stuff. Thanks. I just wanted to read a compliment. That's it. Next Done. email. Moving on." <laughs> Next. She says, Linda says, I had a thing happen to me. I was driving home from the suburbs. Oh, sorry. The Sub Dudes concert in the late 90s. I thought she misspelled suburbs, but joke's on me. I wasn't that cool in the late 90s. <laughs> Does anybody know the Sub Dudes? No. no. Oh, it's cooler than all We'll of us. find it out. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Um, email us at BigfootCollectorsClub at gmail.com with all your Sub Dudes trivia. <laughs> I was the designated driver and was sober all night. Sure. On the way home, I live in Saratoga Springs, which is an hour and a half away. I saw three little girls in white dresses. They were on the side of the road, and I was the only car on the road. It was late at night, and it looked as if they were hailing a cab. I instantly freaked out and slammed on my brakes. As my car halted to a stop, um, it passed them by. Okay, so as you're slowing down, you pass them. When I looked in my rearview mirror and turned around to see them, they were gone. But my friend saw them in the rearview lights and said they were holding out lanterns that were glowing. Weird. She also said they disappeared after she saw them. We both saw the same thing, and it made no sense. I'm a very rational and somewhat skeptical person. I come from a super normal and functional family. My point is, I'm not crazy. No one's calling you crazy, Linda. Well, hold on. I might. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wondering how that could have happened ever since it did happen. I've Googled the heck out of that area to see if three little girls went missing. I try to find a scientific explanation, but I can't. Anyway, that's my story. Hmm. I'm Linda. Awesome. I love that's... how... What do you think, Kevin? Well, I think in general, my mind immediately goes to... 
she didn't fully stop when there's three little girls on the side of the road. Like first, just fully come to a stop. Right. Not just do a slow drive by trying to figure out what kinds of ghosts they are. Like first order of business would be yeah. stop the car and see if they're okay. <laughs> they might and say something. And things do tend to came. disappear in your rearview mirror when you're still moving. <laughs> she now Problem solved. She said she came to a complete stop, but as she oh. was slowing down, she passed them before. Before the car came to a stop, oh, uh-huh. and then when Safe she stopped, yeah. yeah, to turn around, okay. they were gone. Okay. However, that is fantastic advice in general. I don't know if I'd stop for three as- ghostly aspirations <laughs> on the side of the road, like, and ask them what the fuck they want. <laughs> nope, gotta go. I'm uh, somewhere to be. Fair. I like that they were holding lanterns and trying to hail a cab. Yeah. What era what were this? these girls from? <laughs> what about this? <laughs> What well, if, yeah. they could have been trying to hail a, a, a buggy, horse-drawn yeah. buggy. What's so interesting, though, is that she's, like, drawn into this story now. Like, she's on the internet researching the area, researching girls. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like if, it's so interesting that just, like, how whatever they say, and I'm just pulling at strings here, but they sort of draw you into whatever story they, or whatever, is, like, trying to get they out. They being and the little an, ghost girls. Or, yeah, exactly. You take an interest in what the heck you saw. Like, you and you just said here, you know, aren't we all just trying to figure out what we've seen or what we saw? Mm-hmm. And in a sense, you're trying to, like, rationalize this in an, uh, in a, in a, in a irrational world, really. The thing that jumps out of me in this letter, too, is that, like, I swear I'm not crazy. I wasn't drunk. I was sober, yeah. blah, blah, blah. There's still such a stigma well, yeah. That follows people around That's who have true. seen stuff. They're scared of... This is why when people go, ah, oh, they're doing it for attention, most people no. don't want to tell these stories because they look... they uh, this, The, you know, society... Well, you know, maybe if they weren't so ostracized, maybe they wouldn't, like, jump into the research so, so heartily. They'd be like, oh, society accepts that I saw three ghosts. Moving right. on. But they're like, no, I'm not crazy. I know what I saw. I looked it up. Here's some yeah. things I found. Now look, it's tough because sometimes <laughs> people are crazy and see shit. Yeah, there's that's that not too. there. So, that's right. <laughs> but uh, well, we believe you, Linda. The, what about the idea of uh, time not being as linear mm-hmm. as we think? Fucking and like, right. And that, like, sometimes you're seeing an imprint, just like an imprint of another time, like in, maybe in that place where that freeway is now. Well, sure. There were three little girls. Why does time have to go like a river forward and back? Why can't it go up and down? Well, you know and I mean? if... Uh, Why? So you could circle back and no, not jump on that well, that's seed? So that all, there's no time, really. It's all just the present moment. You know what well, I mean? It's all just yeah, one or part you of think, one thing. If you think thing. of time as being a uh, a construct... Sure. Like Which a, it is. Like a man-made like construct. A, like a book. A book <laughs> you know? has a, a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yeah. And when you read through a book beginning to end when the book's over the book doesn't disappear you can still you can then jump around to any page in the book you can read it in any order that you want um and i tend to think that that's kind of like the reality that we live in we're living in a crystallized kind of timeline Mm. where because we are humans and uh, because of the way that we're I mean, this is a longer story, but we perceive time linearly, but perhaps when we die, we leave the book and we're outside of the book yeah. and then we can review the whole, the whole big picture beginning the, from the big bang to the, to the end of the universe. Yeah. Um, so in some sense, everything that's happened has already happened and everything, you know, it's that will happen has happened. Absolutely. And I think that it's possible that we could 
drive through a little time warp every now and then, or sometimes the time streams intersect, and maybe those little girls weren't ghosts, but they were actual little girls that they saw through a window, some sort of time window, sure, and caught a little snippet of 1898. I mean, mm-hmm. nobody knows. Nobody, nobody knows. knows. Guys, I, like, I like in that that you mentioned your, it's, uh, your perception of it, because you know if we've based our idea of what was visible just by our what we can see are of the visible spectrum, then mm-hmm. we'd be ignoring a whole side of it that's not there. Same thing with sound, you know? Yeah, that's we right. We only hear a small oh, section God, of sound. this guy always talks about sound. No, but it's very true. <laughs> Those are, always yeah. talking about but sound. But like, like rats, for instance, are communicating up at like 50K. Like we only hear up to 20K. So we assume it's not there, but it is there. So it's the same thing with time where, mm. you know, we have a limited perception of it, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that there's not other things extending beyond. Speaking yeah. of limited perception, I was just reading that they have discovered within like the orc and the humpback whales song that it is so dense in communication that there is more units of communication there than there are in Homer's Iliad. And that's in like, you know, 30 seconds of musical whale instrumentation. I I read a fact a long time. This is like one of those kid facts that I read that always stuck with me that um, it's something like the average word in the human language has like two to three syllables maybe Mm -hmm. and that uh when they've been able what they can tell discern from um dolphins language their average quote-unquote word has 20 syllables right same same exact principle super huge complex methods of communicating and we just think they're just like like Mm -hmm. we were fucking supposed to swim on their fucking dorsal fin like that's what they were put on earth for us to do so Kevin, dolphins are he, like an Italian mother. Like, <laughs> <laughs> mouthy, <laughs> non-efficient communication. That's basically it. Well, let's jump into another one here. I got one from Kate where she says, Dear Michael and Bryce, I've been listening to the podcast and been really enjoying it. <clears throat> you called out an APB for weird encounters and supernatural experiences, and I thought I'd share one with you guys. While I've had a lot of weird, unexplainable experiences in my life, this is one of my favorites. A few years ago, my husband and I were staying in Savannah, Georgia. It's considered to be one of the most haunted cities in America, though I'm totally sure how one would get that title. Not sure how one would get that title. And lots of the tourism kind of plays up that rep. I think a lot of ghosts show up. That's how you get the title. (laughs) Yeah. People see a lot of Or they make a lot of money on the tourism industry. We were staying at a bed and breakfast that likes to boast uh, the supernatural residence. See, there you go. And while I'm something, something of a believer, my husband is solidly the scully to my molder. I had no expectations However, of experiencing anything in this hotel, but one afternoon while we were resting up before dinner with my husband napping and me curled up with a book, I suddenly heard the sound of running in the hallway. It sounded like lighter footsteps, like, you know, children running past our door and playing. Now, this bread and breakfast does not allow children, my kind of place, she says. Uh, So this was definitely out of the ordinary. I tried to shake my husband awake, but of course, the running outside our door stopped before he fully woke up. He didn't hear anything. As we were leaving the hotel to go out for the evening, I asked the evening concierge if there were any, you know, kids staying there. Rules be damned. She said no. And when I told her I could have sworn I heard kids running outside the room, she said, well, maybe it was just the housekeeping staff. I'm not so sure the housekeeping staff <laughs> little children would have been. <laughs> they, they, they had a lot of coffee this morning, right. and they are just running up and down the hall. Or right. they just hired children to do all the labor around them. <laughs> well, that's what she says. I'm not sure the housekeeping staff would have been that spry in their movements. I did a bit of research, mm-hmm, and turns out that sounds of ghostly children are quite common at this B&B. While I have no witnesses to corroborate my, corroborate my story, ain't that how it always is, I swear that I, I swear I definitely experienced something spooky that day. And we're going back at the end of January. <laughs> so who knows if I will have more stories to share after that. Love the podcast. Thanks for all the weird, creepy stories. Say hi to Kevin for me. 
Kate. Just kidding. I added that last part. Oh, um, oh! <laughs> why is Bryce he so was gonna, mean to me today? He was gonna hang the rest of his day on that. Uh, <laughs> but you know, the the running, the 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 crawling, the scratching, the running above the attic, the floor, the outside, the hallway. First uh, of all, I would like to say Kate sounds like one tough customer. Yeah. She's got very high standards. She does not want to see or hear children anywhere around her. her she and her serious husband right. are on a vacation, and they want it to be... Right. No thank you on the violent sounds of children living. I, I, I had two thoughts on this when I heard it. What's her name? Kate. Kate. Um, Kate from I'm not sure she says where, but yeah. one is just this is what my brain does, and so forgive me. And this will take eight seconds. But why do we say curled up with a book? As soon as she said that, I was like, "Who reads a book in a ball?" Oh yeah, I have been like, with my foot. I curled into a ball like, reading a book. Maybe not. Curled. I am someone who tends uh, to tuck their uh, knees up under their chin when they sit in a chair, but I don't. I tend not to read that way. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but. Uh, I, how far is uh, Sarasota Springs from Savannah? Because those three girls with the lanterns could have been escaped yeah. motel slave <laughs> I think they couldn't be... I mean, they could be further away, but they're very, that's a lot of miles. How fun would that be if all the stories sort of like linked up and you could map it out and you're like, I've got it. And it all just yeah. made sense. Today we, today we learn. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't that, that it's be all cool? Connected. It's all, it's all, we are discovering the meta, the meta meeting. Yeah. The meta narrative yeah. behind all of these. That would be so amazing. I think it involves portals. <laughs> it would have to. Um, okay. I want to go, go to Savannah and. I've heard that. I think it's that stuff's fun. I know. Yeah. Also, this what, just what makes me think. Like, we gotta, uh, Kevin. If uh, you don't get that demon out of your house, just open a haunted bed and breakfast. You make a lot of money. See, yep. blessing into a yeah, curse into a blessing. Not yeah. that it's a curse, Kevin. You're fine. I'm pretty sure you're fine. Yeah. Good just luck. Just watch with that. out. <laughs> I don't know how interesting it would be for people to come pay money to stay at my house so that they can see that the plumbing doesn't work. Right? <laughs> He's like, there's nothing spooky. The plumbing won't work, and I'm having trouble with this cupboard door. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm I just I, I'm trying to figure out, Kate, and we're picking on you a little bit. We're, we're just having fun. But uh, I think she just likes to complain. That's what wow. I think it's really. She's just someone who likes to complain. Well, here's another person saying, I'm a rational person. Somebody yeah. dismisses it again. Oh, must be the maid stuff. How often, if not too often, do people just be like, oh, well, it must must have been this like we're all just fucking crazy and we don't understand our senses right like you know it, it it's so minimalized it's so like put into a closet it's so just like shunned and put away and like everybody likes their things in with neat tight little packages with a bow on it well you know sometimes there's fucking ghostly kids running around your hallway <laughs> you know yeah. that's what you heard because yeah, that's what it, that's was. What it was also I'm not kidding. I'm a grown ass man, and mm -hmm. within the last two years, I've run up and down hotel hallways and knocked on people's doors and ran and all kinds of stuff. Uh, when I'm right like, coming back to the hotel, yeah. a little tipsy with yes. some friends, and like you know, you're so. absolutely right. Listen, this is a practical world too. We got to understand that. Kevin, you are know? you telling us you moonlight as a hotel ghoul? <laughs> I do. <laughs> It's the most fun thing to do. It just you get like the church giggles from it. You right, know? right. Like, you can't just, handle. Now wait a minute. I thought you were not a religious man. Well, there's. It all goes back to religion for me. It's a love hate. What if the girls? I heard some church giggles and some running feet, and and then I just knock on my door and there's no one there. Kate, <laughs> we just figured it out. It was old Kevy. It was Kevy. Yeah. All right. This one's from Brandon, and I know Brandon. Uh, shout out, shout out to Brandon. Thanks for writing in. Uh, Brandon says, this story was told to me from my grandfather, a man that rarely joked and honestly got emotional when he told me this. 
So this is good. This is a sad old man's story. Mm-hmm. A little backstory. I grew up in, the fa- in a family of hunters. My grandfather had spent more time in the woods than, uh, than any of them, mo- or out of all of them the most, uh, mostly hunting bears all over North America. On this particular bear hunting trip in Northern California, the seven dogs he was using to track, I mean, I already have so many questions, wow. <laughs> to track bears had been on the chase of something for nearly 15 hours and wouldn't give up. Wow. They had been chasing something through the woods nearly all day, and now it was about 10 p.m. and fully dark. Finally, my grandfather caught up to his hound's location and suspected they had been chasing a group of deer of deer because of, of uh, because deer run forever, whereas a bear eventually tires and climbs a tree, and the dogs hold guard at the bottom of the tree until the hunter hikes to them and either pulls the dogs away or shoots the bear in the oh, face. Oh, I didn't know that. No, I, he says kills the bear. Right. But that's not good. I mean, I don't like killing animals. Yeah, me neither. I just like eating them. Anyway, as my grandfather gets within a few hundred yards of the howling dogs, all at once the dogs go completely silent. My grandfather, thinking they had uh, begun to chase their prey once more, he gets frustrated and takes a rest on a fallen log in the pitch black woods. A few moments pass, and then he hears something running through the brush coming from the direction he last heard the dogs. My grandfather shines his light towards a running animal, expecting to see the deer they had been chasing, but instead finds one of his most seasoned dogs running like crazy with its tail between its legs. Now, this particular dog was never afraid of anything, even known to attack full-grown bears without fear. The dog ran straight towards my grandfather and passed him without hesitation, heading back towards the road. Before my grandfather could comprehend why his dog was so afraid, he said an intense, musky smell he described as wet, burnt hair filled the air so much that it almost made him gag. At this point, two more of his dogs ran out of the woods tail between their legs and whining. He called out to the dogs as they passed him, but they just kept a course for the road. About 30 seconds after his yell for the dogs, he heard a noise that he described sounding like a woman's scream but through a megaphone and lasting for almost 35 to 40 seconds. Oh, weird. Towards the end of the scream, it turned into a deep growl. He immediately ran from the area, heading back to his truck. And when he arrived at the truck, four of the seven dogs were cowering under the vehicle, extremely terrified. My grandfather drove around the area trying to find the rest of his dogs for about an hour, eventually coming upon two of them um, about a mile away. He never found the last dog. Oh, no. I know. That's why I would get Big emotional got if I told the story. And once he got home and inspected the dogs closer in the night, he said a few of them had a greasy substance around their necks and ears that smelled like the smell he had been had encountered in the woods. Weird. And one of them had blood on its front legs from its paw to its torso, but was not cut or injured anywhere else. My grandfather doesn't believe in ghosts or aliens, but is positive that whatever was in the woods that night was not a normal animal and was most likely some form of Sasquatch. I agree. That's amazing. He said, sorry, this one was a little <laughs> long. Um, I have another story about the Sasquatch from the same woods, actually, but I'll save it for when I have yeah, more time. Oh, when you have Brandon, two stories, <laughs> oh, when it starts you have, to get suspicious. You know what? When you've seen Bigfoot twice, <laughs> yeah. we start to doubt it. Uh, Brandon, that was a rad story. Yeah, That's classic you. Bigfoot stuff. Cla- the smell, the, yeah. the cry, uh, yeah. the it, scream. It, so, oh, wait. Bigfoot? I didn't know this has a high-pitched Yeah, cry. Yeah. A lot of people record this like, they, like they can hear echoing through the forest. Uh-huh. You uh, can hear... Uh, People have re- supposedly reco- recorded it, and you can hear recordings of them. Well, you go to the zoo and you watch the monkeys or the orangutans, and those those sounds they make with those big, you know, bulbous throat sacs, whoop whoop, or whatever the you know they can do all kinds of shit. 
I'm, you know, just elaborating, but yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that sounds definitely like a Bigfoot to me. And uh, you know, there's also parallels with dogs running away, not just from Bigfoot, but from supernatural things too. Uh, you know, Skinwalker Ranch that uh, Tom Gordon, uh, the ranch owner, his dogs were were all killed chasing an orb. Three of his best friends, his dogs were were mutilated and turned to viscous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so that's that's you know that's that's shit that uh, yeah. There's okay. The dogs. Here's the bigfoot. Yeah, the dogs. Here's a bigfoot cry. I don't know. This oh, is... oh no no no. If you no. ring my phone, I've got Ron Bull's bigfoot howl on. That's my ring. Really? <laughs> Which is... <laughs> Just gonna see if that's I can get one. Uh, Just, I'm here, sorry. let's see. Also, that guy's grandpa is hardcore. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. <laughs> My grandpa's a dentist. Right, right. I love that. <laughs> this dude's got seven dogs. Seven dogs yeah. to kill bears. bears. I know. Jesus. I'll never be a man. If I was, <laughs> God, God. Your friend Brandon was raised on nope. bear meat. Like, yeah. You'd you think that bear would that. know that it could that fuck up all seven dogs, but it's just like, a, what, afraid of their bark or something? Like, you know, just like, take on the seven hounds, why don't you, bear? Yeah, but then he's going to get injured in the process. Right, right. See, these wild animals aren't like us. They can't go to the hospital and get that. Uh, You're right. But yeah, you're right. Get that foot. Because they're probably biting at the ankle when he's swatting at one Mm -hmm. and fuck my ankle. And now you're right. I got to go to a hospital and a doctor. If you're Mm -hmm. a bear, you're like, you're fucked. Mm hmm. Yeah, anyway. Um, that's a wild story. All right, I'll jump in here. All right, yeah. Sorry, I was trying to find a comprehensive. I mean, these. So this is another one. Bigfoot Hunters, you guys got to um, edit some of these videos down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> this one is a Keep go- up the good work. ghostly grandma from Joy. And we've done another uh, grandma ghost story. Yeah, is, she, this is another one. I think, uh, you know, they're always reaching out, these grandparents. I didn't really get to know my grandparents on either side, which is sad to think about now. When I was a kid, I took it all for granted and didn't think much of it. I didn't visit her much, but I do remember the stories that she would tell when I did see her. Anyway... I knew that my grandma, my dad's mom, was in a nursing home, but I didn't know why or what the story was. Well, when I was in junior high, I was sitting in my room watching a baseball game, and I suddenly got this cold chill run up my spine. It was the weirdest sensation, not like a draft in my room or anything like that. This cold feeling, it lingered for a moment. And when I got back to my senses, I suddenly felt super uneasy. So I ran out of my room. My dad, who had been in his room, bless you, um, watching TV, ran out of their bedroom at the same time. Right? We ran into each other in the hallway. We didn't really know what was going on, but both of us felt the exact same thing. It was the weirdest thing because our house was fairly new, so it's not like we had creaky boards or drafts out of nowhere. Not seconds later, the phone rang. It was the nursing home, or maybe one of my uncles or aunts, I don't remember. They were calling because my grandma had just passed away from a stroke. I remember sitting with my dad in his room with baseball on in the background and we just sat there for a while and talked about grandma and how dad thinks that this was her way of giving us a hug goodbye last thing i was wondering if you had merch or an online store or anything this is a great segue <laughs> um i'm starting to collect patches and shirts from my favorite podcasts and i'd love to get my hands on a bcc one well, well it's I'll funny you, you mention we're talking about it yeah we were we we love that company if, we don't have anything right now but you can go to a company called maiden voyage and they make the best supernatural cryptid patches around so why would and, we try to do anything and like go that? go on. You'll find if you go to our Instagram uh, feed, we follow a ton of artists. I'm finding yeah. more people that do a lot of cool cryptid stuff. Yeah. But we are actually, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but my friend Neil McLean, shout out Neil, is painting us a new a great... uh, 
album cover for the podcast. Yeah. And it's uh it's really cool. He's doing it part time and he's animating some other stuff right now. So he's busy, but I've seen a little bit of uh the mock up coming. It looks really cool. Oh, and I love uh, that. that's something that that's I think exciting. we could get. Um we have some t shirt and some patch yeah, ideas. What, what we've seemed to have discovered is you know, this this community of our, our our Bigfoot listeners and stuff, they're all artists. They're all like in their own way, they're craftsmen and artisans and and they like working with, you know, their hands and there's so they, many cool so artists we discover. Uh, Beautiful crafts and stuff, and so I just shout out to all you guys who are making shit. That's cool. Can we talk about joy, please? Yes, that was joy. Ghostly grandma. I think that stuff. I I I think that I feel like that stuff happens. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, I do think Joy has remained the thoughtless sociopath that she was as a child. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because she was basically like I. Just never paid attention to any family member, and that why grandma came to visit her, dude. <laughs> the one person that had iced her out. It takes out one coming life. from beyond to be like, it finally, really does. talk to you know. And then Joy's like, and then Joy's like, this beautiful goodbye. Anyway, my shopping interests. <laughs> <laughs> She's still that teenage girl that doesn't. Maybe give a I, fuck about grandma. Right? Maybe I read that too fast. <laughs> You're absolutely right. You know, it's so funny. Yeah, that's crazy. It's like, you know, my dad has been struggling with something, the big C, and it it has forced me to, I'm texting him every day now, and I never did that. We would talk like once a month or something like that. And it's just like, I've made the decision that for every day more he's going to be on this earth, I'm just going to like make sure that I talk to him that day. And you know, it's like, what's a fucking second out of my time? You know, and I'll only do it when I think of him, so it happens right away. But it's like it's it's really like changed my relationship to my dad, who's luckily still here, but not for very long. Mm. You know, and I'm my sorry mom's to hear in, that, buddy. Yeah. Well, thanks. Don't be. It's 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 a great thing because, like I said, now we're talking more than ever. And you know, my mom is in town because of my f- fucking broken foot, so I'm like, you know, seeing my mom every day, which Guys, is nice too. So. Don't wait for your family members to, to turn into That's ghosts. It. Yes. Connect with them now. Hug them now. Get a real yeah. hug in there before they have to do ghost hugs and shit. Well, thank you, Joy. Thanks for Thanks, writing. Joy. In. Appreciate the email. Um This is from a new friend that I met this weekend in Springfield, Missouri. Ooh. Her name is Marlena. Hi, guys. Uh, My story is about Morse Mill, which is an old 1800s hotel 40 minutes outside of St. Louis, Missouri. It has some crazy history. Al Capone, Bertha Gifford, first female serial killer, uh, and Jesse James all supposedly stayed there. It's also supposedly very haunted. When I visited the hotel in the middle of, of... Oh, when I visited it, the hotel was in the middle of rehab, because it had a really bad drug habit it was trying to kick. I mean, that opioid crisis is I'm, it's, it's serious. It's a real deal. It's a real deal. And it was still pretty worn down, so it was pretty creepy looking. Immediately after getting out of the car, I felt someone was staring at me from the upstairs balcony. I, lo- I kept looking up there, but there was no one there. Later in the night, we ended up in that room with the balcony, and apparently there's a ghost of a young girl, again, here we go, that lives there that really liked kids i was 15 at the time so the tour guide suggested i hold the emf detector as we talked to her we hadn't act we hadn't had any activity up to that point but immediately when i held the emf i started to feel cold the tour guide talked to the little girl for a bit and rearranged her toys but when i said hi the meter suddenly lit up 
I tested it around different areas and passed a detector to other people, but it only lit up when I held it. I swear it felt like someone was standing next to me the entire time, but no one was. It was a warm kind of presence, though, and I totally think they're right about the ghost being a child. It was much friendlier than the other uh, the other encounter we had. Uh-oh. Wow. It happened again later that night with a different ghost, which was one of the scariest things I think has ever happened to me. We were in the creepy basement, original stone, and just dark and wet and generally unsettling. And it was pitch black. I was sitting down because it was late and, and, I, and uh, I was tired and the group was just idly talking to one another. When suddenly, I felt like someone had walked up behind me. My shoulders were cold, but I didn't turn around because I knew everyone in the room was in front of me. I felt the chills creep mm-hmm. up my neck, but then it started moving from one shoulder to the other, like someone was touching me. I tried not to draw attention to it because no one else seemed to notice, but when I grabbed the EMF detector from the table and put it on my shoulder, the meter lit up red. The craziest part was whenever I felt the cold move from shoulder to shoulder, the meter reflected that, and I would move it from shoulder to shoulder to watch it light up. I never felt... Uh, it never felt threatening exactly, but... It definitely, in my mind, felt like an older man just touching my shoulders, which isn't a comforting feeling at 15. There was a lot, a ton of other stuff that night. Footsteps, something small was thrown in the basement as we tried to leave. It was my first and still my best encounter with ghosts. Mm. Um, if uh, you ever get the chance to check it out, you really should. Wow. It's Marlena. Thank you, know, you. You know what this reminds me of? Have you seen this movie? And I got it as a screener. It's called Ghost Story with Casey Affleck and, uh, and Mara. Not, oh, Ro- yeah. Ro- with the one with the ghost with the Rooney classic Mara. sheet over yes, his head. The cla- uh, it's, it's new out. It is so good. I mean, I think it'll shed a lot of light on these, how these ghosts might operate. Because <laughs> it is, like you said, like we're on a linear time scale, this man-made construct. Him is, I don't want to give too much away, but yeah. that, this ghost's sense of time is totally different than what we that's would expect. Cool. And so that's how things seem to be intermingling with the world we're living in. Yeah. And uh, it, I recommend it highly. It's called Ghost Story with Casey Affleck and Rooney Mara. Cool. It was wonderful. Now, Kevin, um, you've had experience with unsolicited neck rubs as a 15-year-old child. <laughs> <laughs> What's your take on this story? Oh God! You know what, Marlena? Just enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> Just enjoy. I it. mean, how no. often do we get neck rubs? Yeah, from a ghost. <laughs> uh, yeah. Would you mean to talk about about the elderly man that kissed me when I was a kid? Or what do you, uh, no. <laughs> cre- or do you want to talk about creepy dark yes. basements? I forgot about the elderly man that kissed you story. It was a little mouth kiss from from an old family friend. (laughs) Oh, my God. I got mouth kissed by a a big, black, beautiful singing man. He was, uh, he wanted to sing to me, and I was said, yeah, yeah, that seems normal. And he puts on some Luther Vandross type show, and then I was like, "That's a great voice." And then, boom, went right in for the kiss, and I was like, "Oh my god, Riley!" When I was like the... that he actually like romanced you a little bit. It was put some I effort mean, into it, right, yeah. uh, Riley. When, uh, when was did. the first time a grown he man did. kissed you as a child? <laughs> we shouldn't be laughing at this, I guess. But listen, guys, yeah. if we don't laugh, we'll never get through. No, it. it's true. It's tr- very true. Uh, yeah, anyway. we're just we're joking. sidebar. There. It's uh, no, but uh. You know, it's funny, time and time again, I feel like 
It's so strange that a lot of people say, I don't believe in ghosts, but we just have, I mean, most of these emails that we get are about ghostly encounters. So is that just people hearing weird noises and feeling drafts and mistaking it for something supernatural? Or is the ghost population exploding and people are, you know, we're closer to the spiritual realm than we actually think. I think you're onto something there. I think I think we're all all a lot closer to the to the spiritual realm than a lot of us even realize, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I think we're human receptors. I think, you know, we're an antenna, you know, and if you're tuned in to the right station, well, you may get the right radio show, you know. The thing I like about this story, too, is that she had the meter, and it was reflecting what she was feeling. Yeah, now, that's so, a scientific tool. Yeah, that's she, a EMF, I guess that's electromagnetic field uh, indicator or radiator. Yeah, or Donna Lynn on her episode was talking about they were using those at night. She well, that's an EVP. EV- she had an EVP. Well, but, but she also had one of those meters walking right, around, too. Right, right. So, yeah, an EVP is when you leave, like, an open microphone because, you know, like Riley was saying, there's just stuff we won't pick up that a microphone will. And that's called EVP, which is electronic voice phenomena. And there, that is some incredible evidence because if you want to hear ghost voices, just Google EVP because that's what they sound like. You know, that's not just the microphone picking up bullshit ambient noise. That's, that's real stuff. Well, now, was it a hotel that Kevin Kirkpatrick was staying in? Because <laughs> <laughs> we've got to go do an episode over at your place now. We had some, uh, we were approached, the, when I say we, the Grand Lakes Theater was approached. Uh, couple years ago by some group of i don't know if it was a part of a podcast or a tv show but it wasn't one of the major tv shows i don't think maybe it was but anyway to come and look for ghosts overnight in our theater oh i bet they brought all their equipment and all this kind of stuff and all i ever heard was that they did find some heavy activity in certain areas did you ever feel anything in the groundlings or I have not, but just you gotta get Edie on the show. Oh She's yeah, someone, we'd love to Edie Patterson, someone, we'd love to have oh, her. Great. We had this conversation the other night after the show, and she's one of those people who has brushed against the other world mm-hmm. a number of times in her oh, life. Man, like, I'm the guy who's her. like, I don't got these stories. Yeah. But like uh but yeah, she, just the other night, she, two of the ladies that are in this current cast in the dressing room uh no one else was around and one of them was like hearing this really weird sound like like a man going like oh <laughs> it's the and, future ghost of louis ck yeah <laughs> jerking oh. off in the plants yeah. <laughs> and she i think that was harvey weinstein and right she was like Sorry. oh my god i get them all confused <laughs> she, and she was like oh my god and then right then the other girl would come through and and she, she was like did you just hear that she was yes i thought that was you in here doing some weird character voice of me they're like, what was that? And weirdly, bef- the Groundlings has been there here since the se- early seventies. Just Prior for our to- audience, yeah, the Groundlings is like you know the the improv comedy guru mecca here in Los Angeles. Everybody has come here to study there, and and the theater has been there at this location for a long time. Like I said, since the seventies, and before that, it was some kind of like kind of shady happy ending massage parlor or mm. something. So that guy could be like a ghost of some dude that was like. Having this gorgeous Korean woman like finish him off. Yeah, right. Like weird. Just totally yeah. like that's wh- quite an afterlife, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just over living that and over forever. I bet there's a max though. I bet at some point you're like, okay, I can't. Instead keep of a haunting, it's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, why not? I mean, if you can be like tortured as a in the underworld, maybe you can like you, you also leave sort of an orgasmic imprint as well. Like oh, 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 oh yeah, for future. <laughs> maybe he died getting a happy ending. <laughs> yeah. He's frozen you know what would be great, though, forever. is if we could sort of zero in on the common denominator of what's 
causing you know all these people to have these experiences is it the place is it the uh is it the location or is it the person experiencing is there you know, I mean, I know everyone always we all we we look at it through the frame of it's the place, right? But what if there's something else? I of, think you bring a lot to it, the person who's experiencing the uh-huh. thing, just as much as the place. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, like I, who knows? But maybe it's the time or the something yes, with energy. Yes, or like there's who a time and place for everything. You know, okay. so who knows? Because every place probably has a history. So well, that's right. That's what you love in ghost story. Is is Kevin? Is just that's your through? motto, isn't it? Every place has a history. Every yeah. place has a history. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> It's true. You'll love that in Ghost Story because that's that's what they point out to. The house come and goes. He's still there, you know? Um, it's really interesting. Well, thank you so much for sending these emails. These are great. I mean, we'll keep doing this because we enjoy doing the listener emails and stuff. Yeah, keep writing in BigfootCollectorsClub at gmail.com. That's the eighth time I've said that yeah. on this podcast. Yeah. Um, but we we love getting stories. And we've got a couple more. So uh, if you didn't hear yours, to, if you've written in and you haven't heard yours yet, you, we'll, we'll get we'll to get it. We'll get to them, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's great. And um <clears throat> trying to think anything else we need to Kevin, what are you up to? Uh any anything you want to plug? Mm-mm. Come see this Groundling show if this podcast will air. This will be a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh yeah, I directed the show at the Groundlings and they're all so funny and What's the really name of the show? show? It's called Sweet Valley Groundlings. Ooh, after the Sweet Valley Twins or Sweet Valley uh-huh. High? Nice. The names of our shows don't ever ha- they're all kind of random, but uh but that's what it's called and it's some really funny sketches. And that runs from when to when? Uh, from it's running now and we close uh, in like ten weeks from okay. now, so and oh, bring a wow. bring a scarf and date. some protective shoulder wear in case you get a neck rub from a creepy. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that was one of my first jobs. I was an extra on Sweet Valley High. Really? Yes, and I got bumped up to like Jock, who could go woo woo woo. So I was like, <laughs> nice. yeah, I'm Jock now. They gave me a letter jacket and everything, but nice. Oh my god, I was R- fascinated with those twins. Riley, you got any plugs? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm playing in a psychedelic western band called Spindrift. Oh fuck um, yeah, psychedelic hey, western. Check what that is, out. Do you, yeah. So, does your band ever play at um, Harvard and Stone? Uh huh. It happens. It's oh, known to on happen. the honky tonk night. Uh it, it's a distinct possibility Ooh. i've been sort of in and out of that band i've okay. been a producer for it i I'm, saw a really fun and sort of alt country band i'm so into country night. yeah especially honky tonk that's uh-huh. awesome there's I a honky tonk night on sunday nights maybe or something at, let's at go and stone i can it's almost guarantee really it's someone i know because it's yeah. a pretty small scene and what yeah, are you playing uh this weekend we're playing out at pappy and harriet's and joshua tree well, you know, we'll the old uh, western town anything oh, wow. coming up uh mid to late february oh yeah because we're in a time machine right yeah. Uh, probably. Look it up. I don't okay. know. I'm not see, very good. See, there you go. Time. A <laughs> BCC-made construct. Yeah, see, we, it's whatever time we <laughs> We're want. We're on our own time wave. That's right. Yeah. We, are, we are sort of time traveling so doing strange. this show. It's true. Well, awesome. That's what great. A, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, what about all this... Uh, have you guys been seeing all these new Mothman sightings happening around Chicago? I did read about that. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. Very wild. I, I haven't really dug in, but uh, maybe we'll uh, next episode we'll uh, open with a little uh, paranormal news and, yeah. and catch everybody up on I think that would be great. Mothman action that's happening know, in very, Chicago right very now. Very strange. I don't know anything about. There's a mysterious this. winged creature being seen. So in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, flying around Chicago right in now in the 60s. A couple at, went to an old factory where they saw a winged creature land on the With hood of their eyes. car, red eyes, flap its wings and fly off. Uh, the, a couple other towns. A man-sized creature? A man-sized yeah. creature, larger than a man, with wings that flew away. It looked like a moth. They called it Mothman. A couple other townsfolk saw it, too. Well, about a month later, 
the bridge in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, collapses, killing, I mean, a on lot Christmas of people Eve. on Christmas Eve fell into the icy river. So Mothman became a harbinger of, uh, of doom, doom, you know. But the, what, what I've been reading about, a little bit about the Mothman, is that a lot of people seem to think that it's flipped, that it some, seems to be some sort of harbinger of, of maybe good news Kevin, here's a picture time. of Mothman, and we'll put this up on our, uh, yeah. our show notes or But Instagram. anyway, so after that happened, after the bridge collapsed, nobody had ever saw Mothman again. It just, as soon as it came, that's a it dumb went. picture. <laughs> well, it's just a drawing. Right. So he it's disappeared off the uh, off the current events it, calendar, and he shows up back again in 2018. So this has been since the 60s. So it's very rare. The classic. Um, it's a classic, and he's back. And uh, a lot of people think it might be uh, good news this time. Here's a statue of the so, Mothman, Kevin. You might like his torso i'm not sure he's in very good shape yeah that's the statue of mothman in point pleasant but it's interesting the area oh, yeah, is chicago i mean talk about a town fraught with like gun violence and and uh unsurety no kidding you know my god what a place to show up i'm i'll be keeping my eyes peeled and ears i'm hoping up. it's like a superhero like the batman where yeah. people are just thinking you know like when people thought that batman was just a giant bat for a while right Maybe it's some people think it's a moth creature, but it's really the moth oh, man. So you're saying it's superhero. Elon Musk. Right. It's probably, <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. I mean, I'm, I keep thinking about this couple in their car in the 60s. Yeah. Like, they were traumatized by oh, it. What's your, like... <laughs> they went there to make crazy. out. They went there to make out, do some hanky-panky. Yeah, it was like an old... and they, they An old coal factory. Like Marlena got, oh, my left shoulder was cold. He's like, a giant moth man. <laughs> yeah. Landed on my hood. Listen. He's still trying to get some after. All right, well, it went. Am I going to get some titty or what? But did I tell you, <laughs> you how can't, the cold You can't hit a home run every time you go out. <laughs> can't, can't hit a homer every oh, time. Man. Sometimes you just hit a single. Where yeah. are those listener emails? Like, let's... Let's hear about yes. Let's hear about people who if you've witnessed had that, a creature land on the hood. Yeah, we want some car. creature here's sightings. A, here's a new APB. and evidence. We want evidence. Yes, if you've seen Mothman or if you have a Mothman sighting, we want to hear yeah, about. Yeah, guys, it. email us. If uh, I know we have some listeners in Chicago, write in. Tell us about your experience with the Mothman. Yeah. And what's great about this time is it's happening in a city and urban uh, area with tons of witnesses. Yeah, there's not a, just a um, couple in a car. Now there's like. 25, 40 witnesses at a time. There's a, a why aren't they accounts. filming this? I mean, like these days, you anyone who acts the least bit strange on That's a, a subway great, gets yes, like. So we should Google Vi- Vice.com wrote video. an article about it. Uh, I'll, I'll put point. the link to the article in Vice on um, our show notes. Uh, but, but there is a, on uh, that point, I wouldn't be surprised if if civvies are getting all kinds of photos, videos. I bet that we just got to look them up. A civvy? Civilian. Look, uh-huh. check this out. Are you military? No. It's paranormal slang. <laughs> paranormal. <laughs> fucking poser. Look, <laughs> look, here's a photo of the Chicago uh, Mothman. Here's a photo right here. That's where that saying comes from. I got to get my civvies. My look, here's a photo of it. I'm with you. That's supposed to be a photo of that somebody snapped of, and it links to a YouTube video that I have to watch and verify, mm. but there's... An image of some weird winged creature right. flying over Chicago. Very interesting. So, uh, yeah, I'll put the link to that up. In but there is a. I've, I, it's not Lauren Coleman. I I can't remember who it uh, who it is. But there is a cryptozoologist uh, 
go digging around and uh, talking to people in Chicago oh, and collecting great. all these accounts. So I think we're going to learn more in the months yeah, to book, come. Yeah, a book's coming, I'm sure. I can't wait. There were 55 sightings of Mothman in Chicago in 2017. That's a lot. Yeah, this is pretty cool. And we'll we'll dig into this a little bit, too, because it's rare that there's something like this currently happening. Yeah, this is huge. So, uh, yeah, we need to spend a little more time on this. Yeah, we will. The Stay Mothman tuned. Mothman Reports. Yes. Okay. Coming Thanks, up guys. Uh, as always, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yep. Uh, next week, we'll come back with another one of our regular episodes. We have a great guest coming in. Uh, we'll keep that a secret until the time Thank is Thank you so much for our first return guest, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. Thank you, man. Thank you, guys. You're welcome always back going. anytime. Come back anytime. All right. Yeah. We'll read some more emails. Yeah. And maybe we'll, we uh, you know, you here. we're going to discuss about, uh, we're, we're planning. Write in. If you, wanna, if you would support a Patreon, let us know if you are interested in getting sure. some t-shirts or is that insulting like that? let us know no <laughs> <laughs> Bryce attitude no, viral no insulting you know people when no, you but what, for... what would you what, what kind of exclusive stuff yeah, would you guys want we exactly. want to make you know this is a club we want you guys Listen, to get we uh, think of Patreon as a way of involving our listeners that's unique to us I mean offering something that you know that is just go, goes a little bit above and beyond that's yeah. all so we're going to start putting that together this spring yeah. uh, we got some really cool guests coming up too uh and maybe we will maybe we'll come over i'll do a whole uh a thing at, at yeah. kevin's house and well, maybe we'll cool. record it oh i'm there dude i'm, I'm not there scared too. of crosses no hell no okay. we're there done and we're gonna clean that bitch up yeah I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll bring my teddy bear well special shout out to uh all the listeners and you know we've been going through the instagram messages and the facebook messages and it means a lot when you guys comment and like and you know, yeah, uh, we, we look up. at all that stuff. I, uh, every day I check it. So. Yeah, and, and I know guys, Mike does too. Uh, please share the show with your friends uh, and rate, review, uh, subscribe on your favorite podcast app. As always, thanks to Riley for our sound Thank and you, to uh, the band Sun Eaters for our song Come Alone, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. Yes. Thanks, guys. Say good night, Kevin. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that was on tour. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible. And if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. 
As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday.